Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello, my name's Phil Whelans and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. This is a kind of continuing Stop Hammer Time from our previous Stop Hammer Time where we talked about football matters in the current day. Now we're going to talk about one man's football experiences, and that man is Alvin Martin. Uh, Alvin, um, it's fantastic to talk to you about all this stuff. What is interesting for us, I think, is because it is that uh, both before and after that uh, that fantastic 85 season, uh, you were part of uh, several uh, West Ham, a very successful period of West Ham before then, and, uh, and continued through the uh, three further managers after that period. Uh, uh, so there's quite a lot to talk about. Uh, for example, I mean, the, the it, one could easily imagine that the best West Ham side you played for, in your opinion, might be the 85-86 team. But for me, you played in the, uh, the fantastic uh, team that spent a couple of di- three years down in the second flight, which... which Bonds was an ever-present in that team. Uh, Brooking, Devonshire, Lampard. Injured. I think Brooking was injured for sort of one of those seasons, for maybe half one of those No, no Bonds not, not was for the whole present. season. Yeah. Yeah. Bonds no, was an ever-present. I mean, a lot yeah, of... Uh, yeah. Well, Trevor and Billy were, were, were uh, played the majority of them games. I actually think that was the better side. Mm. Yeah, that was that's better right. than the yeah, 1986 yeah. side. You yeah. got promoted, you won the cup, and then you got to the League Cup final. So that's that was right. like three things yeah. in a row, pretty much, right? Did you feel robbed in that League Cup final? Because fans, yeah, feel oh, yeah, was, yeah. Well, yeah. it was, it was. That was the, the John Lyle song, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, it was. A, well, first and foremost, John John Lyle. I owe everything to John Lyle because Ron Greenwood was a, the, the manager that gave me the uh, the opportunity to, to to start an apprenticeship. But then he he went to, um, fairly soon after mm. that to England, mm. and John took over, and John. Put me in the team. Mm. I, I owe him everything. He was a fabulous man, fabulous coach. You played in the Youth Cup final, though, before yeah. uh, a couple of years before your debut for the for, the, right. for the first team. Well, so. the, the first team got to the the FA Cup final yeah. against Fulham. Yeah, the first year I was That's there, right. and we got to the FA Youth Cup final. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was people like Alan Kerbisley, uh, Jeff Pike, Paul Brush, right? Terry Haylock, believe it or not, played yeah, a few Terry games. Haylock, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was. It was a really good. I mean, it's just answered my first quiz question. Oh, sorry. No, no, it's brilliant. I'm I glad joined, you know. I, it's brilliant. I, I it's actually turned up at that that um, that that West Ham training ground, in Savile Road in in Chadwell Heath, 
and it, the best thing I ever did. It was the best thing I ever did. Within two weeks, Ron Greenwood was offered me a, an apprenticeship. And the, the, the youth team dressing room then had all of them kids in it, but everybody was from West Ham, Barking, Plasto. Yeah, yeah. It, everyone was within like sort of four or five miles of yeah. the ground. It was it, I was Canontown, I was in Diggs, Plaster right, was in right. Diggs. It must have been a big Town. thing to make that move from from the northwest in those days. It must, it must have been a big decision for the first, you. The first year was 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 hard. The second the second year was was a little bit harder if anything because my football wasn't. I had a little bit of blip in football, and 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 then you miss your family more. Yeah, but it was it was it was such a, a very similar place to be to yeah. where I was from. A bit posher. <laughs> Canatown was definitely posher than Bootle where I was where I was <laughs> born. <laughs> right. But um, it, it, was, it, it, it was simple. I mean, in terms of, of the parallels, the, the docking areas, whatever yeah. you want to talk it, yeah. there was similar humour. The, the yeah. Mickey taking, I mean, uh, the Mickey taking, I was on the the wrong end of because I was totally outnumbered in there. You can imagine mm. all the copies. Yeah, yeah, so whenever yeah. I had a little comeback in, in there, and there was a bit of banter. They just mimic my Scouse accent. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <be slow. laughs> so I, I, I used to not get sort of too involved in the verbals, and I used yeah. to go and take that onto the training pitch. So I'd sort somebody out on the training pitch, and, I thought, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and they got the message. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have a Pauline story a bit later. I think. <laughs> 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 we all deserve. <laughs> told you that one I don't know but yeah that I mean that team was a uh, yeah that team was a fantastic team uh, David Cross did yeah. he sign 78 79 yes, he 80 did. he was playing around 80 wasn't he so that yeah. would have been uh, in the second flight yeah, I mean, Jimmy Nabe came from Spurs didn't he I, yeah. I always liked him yeah Jimmy he was, a he, yeah, he was a fabulous little player Jimmy uh, God rest his soul he was somebody who had a, a lot of talent but he was a, another mix another good individual yeah. that that team was gone on so well we had yeah. a, we had a get together two or three weeks ago and it you know that was probably the closest knit um yeah body of individuals that, that, that i was associated yeah. with during the whole 22 years yeah who's the fullback in those race yeah a couple of fullbacks what do you think what do you think about when you you marry that up or you, you two great teams 86 and, and the 1980 team um we had phil parks who was in goal yeah. It was a record, um, yeah. world, world records record. yeah. signing, yeah. uh, 575,000. Yeah, yeah. He was obviously uh, six years younger than like, in 1986 when he was still yeah, a great goalkeeper. Yeah. We had Billy Bonds in that team. Yeah. It was uh, second only to Morrow as a legend. Paul yeah. Allen. Paul Allen. Paul, Paul yeah. Allen. We had Frank Lampard at left back. Rhys Stewart at right back. We were, yes. were excellent. You know, England and Scottish internationals. Brooking. It was yeah. like well, well, the closest thing we'll get to, to world class, I think, yeah. in terms of a creator yeah. at that at that time. Jeff Pike, who I think was very underrated, yeah. Alan Devonshire, yeah. who hadn't had his knee injury, who was yeah. a fast yeah. attacking yeah. left left sided player, and we had Patsy Holland and Paul Allen, as you said, yeah. on the right hand side. David Cross, who was not underestimated by any of the players, we all thought he was a yeah, fabulous yeah, leader yeah. of the line. And then we bought Paul Goddard, eighteen hundred, right. yeah. uh, sorry, eight hundred thousand pounds, and before him it was uh, Stuart Pearson. Stuart Pearson, yeah. So there was a, a a lot of talent in that side really yeah. you know the, it was if you could have maybe I don't know had that team well, we, we did get to the top flight and we, we give a good account of ourselves yeah. in the top flight but that, that season was the most memorable one in, 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 outside the top flight because yeah. we played everyone week in and week out yeah, yeah. and we batted everyone yeah it's yeah. a good feeling I it was a lovely how feeling. long um, Lampard Senior played he had a long career in second uh, highest um, appearance uh, appearances for West Ham after I, I think Bonds. I think Bobby Moore uh, and 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 Bonzo, yeah, Bonzo. Yeah, if memory serves you right I think they 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 are they're yeah. up there have you 
you've got, I've the, got it. Oh, you've got it all there. Your okay. fifth highest. It goes uh, Bonds, Lampard, Moore, Brooking, Martin. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yes, got it. Yes, it would still have been Lampard Senior in 1980. Frank was a really good player. He played yeah, left yeah. back, but yeah. he was a right footer. He used yes. to hit the ball with the outside of his right yeah, foot. Because yeah. Morrow used yeah. to do that as well, didn't he? Yeah. You see Morrow yeah. play the ball with the outside yeah. of his right yeah, foot. Yeah. He used to bend it into anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But Frank had that sort of uh, oh, a I right foot. Yeah. And every so often he'd come up with a screamer from yeah. 25 he yards. Yeah, he would strike a ball. Yeah, he would strike a ball. Would it... It's... it's it's got to be uh, your your best central defensive partnership must surely be with Bonzo. Yeah. Would, it, would the second one be Gailey? Yeah, I think yeah, uh, uh, Potsy as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about yeah. Potsy. Yeah. Yeah. Potsy was yeah, a yeah. cracking little... Well, he's a good foil yeah. for me because yeah. I was getting on then, yeah, 35, yeah. 36, and Potsy had that little bit of mobility, pace, and... Uh, he'd go either side of me I'd win the first ball so we, yeah. had, we had a really good relationship but Bonzo was the one yeah. that if you said to me look you've got to win a game today who do you want, to, who do you want alongside you Billy Bonds <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah you know every day of the week because he was um, probably underrated as a footballer because of his combativeness mm. Mm-hmm. people often do that don't they they, they like don't Julian realize. Dix people sort he, of think of him play, as a hard really? man but he's a really skillful yeah. player well, yeah, wonderful left foot yeah. Yeah. Bill yeah, could yeah. play right back play centre midfield could play mm. centre half yeah, yeah. Uh, a cultured player and uh, you know, flying flying fullbacks. Uh, uh, you know, after uh, after that spell, the kind of early nineties, the sort of yo-yo team, the kind of team that went up, down, up, mm. down between sort of eighty nine and ninety two. Breaker and Dix were a fantastic yeah. sort of pair of fullbacks, weren't they? But you know, attack was the first thing on their mind. You know, yeah, Breaker just barrelling up the wing with that kind of uh, sort of barrel-chested run he had. He was uh, a proper athlete, Tim. Uh, like, he looked like an action man. When he was stripped off, he looked like an action man. He <laughs> right, had the, the original right. six-pack. Yeah, yeah, like modern footballers. Yeah, he was, yeah, he, yeah. Well, they he, hadn't been invented no, 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 <laughs> back yeah, in those days. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but he yeah. was, um, he was uh, well, one hell of a... Probably the best athlete, I think, apart from Bonzo, because Bonzo was, was a fabulous athlete. But, um, yeah, but yeah. Tim was... Yeah, somebody who wanted a really motor and, and, and get into the final third. He'd be perfect perfect for modern day football now Tim mm. you know. yeah yeah great engine yeah, was, that, was, that was a great those, those two teams you're talking about those two 1980s teams that came close to achieving real greatness I mean in both cases was it just the the fact that you know we should have built and did you think at the time all, all this needs is one extra player one extra top class player and we could go all the way here with either of those sides yeah, I think John built obviously both teams. Yeah, the, the first one that he built, he, he he totally just got rid of I don't know the the, the mainstay. He kept uh, Frank Lampard, Trevor Brook, and Billy Bonds. They mm. were the three players. He went right, okay, you, you're fabulous players. But he got rid of a lot of experienced players mm. around them, mm. and then re totally rebuilt the team over two years mm. when you were allowed to do that in them days. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. It, and, it, and and got got rewarded for it. The, the next era was the '86 one when he, he went out and um, he got Mark Ward yeah. and McAvenny for, for relatively from, nothing. They were picked from obs- obscurity, yeah. weren't they? I mean, yeah. Eddie Bailey got to take some uh, some credit for that as well. We had a fabulous scout, Eddie Bailey, and John obviously got, then could manage. He could manage anyone. Mm-hmm. And, and believe you and me, McAvenny. And uh, uh, and Mark Samir. Ward, yeah, were yeah, not yeah. easy to manage. No. <laughs> <laughs> but they respected John, you know, yeah, because you had to. He, everybody in the, within the dressing room respected John. So the, the, you know, I think sometimes when you have the success that we had in 80, 86, you then think, okay, can we strengthen a little bit more the following year? With the things went wrong, I, I had a, a problem with me foot the following year. After about I don't know eight weeks, I started get I had arthritis in my right foot. What year is that? 
So that was 87, 87 the, the, the year right. after yeah, 86 well, and then yeah. I started having operations on one foot and then I got it in the other one and I was, oh, I, was I, I played next for, thing I'm, you know Gary Strutter yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the time. Yeah. Oh, that was the time. But I was playing on fit a lot of the time. That's this is something that I have a lot of um, sympathy with players at that age. Not so much now, but you. I was playing. And I thought I, I shouldn't be out here. Yeah, right. But the fans don't know that. No. And of course, no, if your standards no. so drop, then, then obviously they're disappointed. Yeah. You, you yeah. start taking a bit of stick, but you go out there because that's what you did in them days. Yeah. So. I think what John had a, a choice to make then. I think he did. Did he go out and, and buy two big players? I think the people that he was talking about at the time were Mick Harford as a centre forward because yeah, we had that, the two yeah. little ones up front. We had McIverney yeah. and Cotty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think everyone cottoned onto that the following year. Yeah. They think, okay, well, let's stop that ball over the top. But then if we'd have had a big man up front, we could have played up to him yeah. and maybe yeah. started to play off him. And the other Goddard one, had left, didn't he? By then, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 And I think the the left back um, we had George Paris and Steve Walford who played, and yeah. there was talk about maybe Stuart Pearce. It oh, was, wow. I think, a Coventry at the time. Right, yeah. So you wonder what I don't know. What I wasn't privy to what went on, yeah. but yeah, that's what but there's Liverpool been did. a pattern of that, hasn't there? Of Bill, you know, of West Ham having teams that have been on the verge of greatness, and as a sort of sense that at board level in particular there hasn't been the investment. I mean, even the team in the in the mid sixties, you felt that. Yeah, that you know they never quite went well, on, and, and they and, sold and rather than that. bought. So they, sold, Martin you know, Peters left in the sixties. In the eighties, the they let Cotty and McAvenny yeah, eventually. Rio. I mean, we had a great team at the end of the of the century, didn't we? I mean, you know, the turn yeah. of the, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, well, some the of the youngsters that come through. That's you know, right. You say the Rio you know, and, and Frank yeah. Lampard. See, if you're not winning things as well, then. then there's more of a possibility, obviously, that you're going to yeah. lose those players. Yeah, that's but if, you, right, if, yeah. if you're in with a shout and they think, oh, we can yeah. get into the Champions League yeah. with, with West Ham, yeah. then maybe they stay, yeah. but the, you have to have that progress. And sometimes the there time. are other pulls on players. I mean, McAvenny, presumably, was always going to go when Celtic came, came calling, presumably. Yeah. You, you would have thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then, then if, you, if, you're not, if you're not banging the goals in like you were the, the year yeah. before, yeah. then people will say, okay, yeah, well, let's yeah, cash yeah. in. Yeah. Let's take a little break now and we'll come back after this message. Stop Hammer Time is lubricated by Watney's Pale Ale. Watney's Pale Ale, the Stop Hammer Time Beer of the Month. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. Um... Yes, that that sort of uh, the yo-yo team, uh, eighty-nine to ninety-two, and in the early years of uh, uh, the Premiership, very similar thing, wasn't it? In that, that that's a brilliant team. Uh, you know, Allen and Bishop in the midfield. Uh, we've still got sort of break with Dix left back. Uh, we've got you're there, Potts is there. Um, McClough's going goal. McClough's going goal. No one up top. You know, we've well, got Trevor Morley was decent. Yes, but, but, no, yeah, but, 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 but yeah. he's got Ian no Dowie. help. Yeah. You know, we had yeah. Alex Bunbury, Mike yeah. Small, yeah. Lee uh, Chapman, Joan Boer, Chapman, uh, Mike Newell, uh, David Speedy on loan, uh, an aged Clive Allen who did a great job because yeah. he took us up in that season. It wasn't fact, until was, they brought in Hartson and Kitson. Hartson and Kitson, yeah. and that's like long 19, time with those strikers. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Uh, from eighty-nine to ninety-seven. We're sort of we've got a fantastic. Fantastic team, sort of in midfield. Uh, all departments mm. are really strong. No one to bang it in. That's the that's the toughest way to play football. If you're the centre half, especially, is when you are in a team like that, and you can see the goal. If you can see the goal, you can see everybody, the crowd, the the players. Think, how are we going to get two? 
Mm, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, yeah. It's, it's like a mountain to climb, and it, you think, oh my god, you've got to, you've got to keep it nil nil. That's why whenever yeah. a goal went in against us, you, 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 you've got to really stay focused and make sure that you know the heads don't drop. Yeah. Mm. But it's hard when when everybody everybody knows. Well, we don't score many goals. Mm. We haven't got that 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 cutting edge of front. Yeah, it must be. And is that? I mean, is that addressed in the dressing room? I mean, are there? You know, what 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 happens with the relationship between the manager and the players when there's just clearly this sort of you know elephant in the room in in that you're going we could, we're playing as well as we can there's a basic sort of fundamental problem we have and that we have no you know i remember one of those yo-yo sort of might have been 92 91 score in the new year we're gonna score, score in, in the, the new year, year. <laughs> yeah. the fans were kind yeah. of singing around november do you know what i mean it was yeah. like it was so Look, obvious the players know players know they, they ain't fools that they know when when there's a discrepancy or a weakness within the team framework yeah. you don't hone in on it you try no. and protect it or you know yeah. make it less relevant I remember a, a player who I thought he was a great lad and it was in the early 80s and he came to our club and I thought well, you won't meet a nicer lad you won't meet a more honest lad he won't a trier would never give up his name was Sandy Clark oh yeah yeah. And Sandy Scottish, came yeah. in and it didn't go well for him and he didn't get a good start he was always struggling to, 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 to make the West Ham fans believe in him, and it just mm. wasn't—it it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. going to happen. And I remember, you know, him going through that. And we used to feel for him. I said mm. to him, it was a very close knit team, the early eighties, and you try and protect people like that and try and help him all you could. Yeah. But you could—you you can only—you can only do so much, yeah. and he can only yeah. do so much. And, yeah. and it was never going to happen for him. Yeah. But it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's horrid. Yeah. When yeah. that happens, something similar happened with David Kelly, really. Yeah, it? that's right. He, he, was bad, a, yeah. he was a decent he was a player, player, actually. Yeah, and but he, he had a bad start. He, up at Newcastle. he missed. He missed goals, yeah. and, he, and yeah. he started snatching at them. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then it get, yeah. goes from bad to worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. word! You just you need to move. Yeah, you get out of here, yeah. and you'll get but going he, again. He was yeah. bought as a replacement for Tony Cotty, which was going to be difficult. Yes, to come in and replace him in the affections of the crowd and all that. Yeah. Um, oh, so I'm about to start mentioning Leroy Rossini and I think we're just we're just walking down memory lane and just <laughs> randomly <laughs> saying names of players at Alvin. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What was it like, Alvin? Though, when you know after John Lyle left and there was a sort of quite a fast succession of managers. I mean, we we've heard stories from lots of the different teammates of yours about the brief Lou Macari spell. How tough was that for you as the club captain to manage what was going on in the dressing room in response to Lou Macari? That was the toughest time I ever had. I was there for a long time, 22 years all the way through, and that six-month period was the most difficult time I ever had. I was ca- I was captain at the time, and John had, uh, had gone, been sacked, and I felt you know hugely responsible for that because I felt we w- we were the ones who, mm. who got him sacked. He was mm. the man that we owed everything to. So I f- I f- it was a dreadful time, number one, John going. Um, then Lou came in, and we all had a choice. Um, do, do you back this man? Do you give it 100% or do you down tools? Well, down tools is not on it. You're yeah. being paid by the club to play football. And as much as, you, you, you know, we, I, I, I will be for, forever grateful to John Lyle, there's a new man in charge now and you've got to give it your best shot. Some of the players I didn't feel approached it like that. And I think there was a disharmony, um, and, and in the end, it, the people were making it difficult for Lou. I remember about six or eight weeks, or maybe it's, I can't remember exactly how far into the rain, we, were, we had a meeting up at, um, and it wasn't going well, we had a meeting up at Hainault, we'd, we'd done a session up there, and Lou McCarry called a meeting, uh, 
and he, he said, "Okay, let's let's get it all out. Let's get it out in the open here. Let's all be honest and say what you got to say." And I stood up and I was critical of some of the players, some of the experienced players. I won't name names in there, but I thought, well, I've got to, I've got to do this. Mm. There's only one way you got to go here, and that's just be totally open and honest. And so what I did, I put myself out there and risked, obviously losing mm. um, uh, or, or harming some of the relationships that I had within the dressing room. But I thought that's the only way you can go. And it was the, the, the like I said, the most horrid two or three, four weeks. Eventually, we all got back on side and we all had a go. And so then, you were caught in the middle of it, basically. Yes, yes, Club Cafe, you were caught between a new yeah. manager yeah. and your teammates. Yeah. Nightmare. And it was, it was, you know, like I said, it was, it was, the, it was the most difficult time. Look, Luke came and went, and I felt that what, what he did, he took over a team, um, possibly that wasn't the right DNA for him. Mm. Similar to, to what Samuel mm, was in yeah, the yeah, yeah. and, and 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 he went on and did jobs, easier jobs. He took on a great job at the wrong time, I think. Blue yeah, it's strange yeah. appointment, yeah. really. I mean, yeah. when John yeah. Lyle went, you must have all been completely bewildered at yeah. the idea because he'd been there yeah. so long. Yeah, but right. I mean, who who I mean, who did the players want? I mean, who who could yeah. possibly have replaced him that would have satisfied mm. everyone? Mm. Well, I, I don't mean the you know, look. The, you can't let players pick the manager. The, the, you, the, the board pick a manager. And, and they and, and they appoint him, and then I think then everybody buys into mm. that man, and you say well, let's give it hundred percent. Might not want to play. He told me to start kicking the ball longer. Yeah, I didn't want to do that, but I thought that's what he wants. I'm going to start. I'll, I'll start. You know, he want, He said lose weight because I was I was playing at um, thirteen seven then, mm. and he went. I think you you know for stone too heavy. And I thought well, nothing yet. <laughs> I, I lost half a stone. So I, I I just tried to buy into everything mm. that it, that that he said, and, and, and until the day he left, I give him a hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, and so a lot of the other players did as well. I'm not talking about you know mass amount of players who weren't putting it in, but some players had issues with Lou, and I can understand why. Yeah. Um, in, in some respects, but it was horrible, horrible. But then, it's sorry, Phil. This is a bit of an awkward one to put you on the spot with because now you've made me think. Well, then when Bill left and Harry took over, and obviously it's well documented the 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 sort of uh, animosity that surrounded that. That must have been equally as difficult for you as well. <laughs> yeah, because that, well, you've that, got two friends there, presumably, yeah. and you're caught in the middle again. That wasn't as difficult as Lou because I think Lou there was just total disharmony yeah. in the dressing room. This one was different. I think um, everyone respected Bonzo, mm. but I had a lot of respect for Harry as well. Right, they were they were a fabulous partnership really mm. i think you know the, the, the bad cop good cop you know hard soft it was mm. it was it was a it was a, a really good time i felt I, I i really enjoyed playing under them two as, as a yeah. duo so when when that happened but we didn't get the the, the full inside story of, of this for a little while right so no, i remember it felt like that story didn't really come out at the time yeah, it, it didn't felt like it so was we didn't know and bill no. wasn't the sort of person bill just, kept his counsel yeah. about it. and he yeah. wouldn't have bill wouldn't have I, I, like i played with bill for a long time and I, when when he became manager <laughs> he was absolutely straight absolutely straight because i remember i had the dullest trouble with my feet and he took over um and i remember going in uh, three months before the end of the season saying bill what's happening next year my contract's up he went well i'll, I'll be honest with you stretch and he's called me stretch he said i think your legs have gone Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Typical Bill, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, so I know, all right. Then, okay, so <clears throat> I went back on the training pitch. I worked hard every day. Started. I went to Tony Carr and I said, Tony, what, what, you know, what, what is it now that I haven't got that I had like three years ago? He said, you're not as aggressive as you were. 
I went, and he was totally honest with me. And I, mm. I really appreciated him being honest with me because some people wouldn't have said that to me. Yeah. So I went, right, okay, I'll concentrate on that. I'll concentrate on that. And I went out, and then I kept knocking on Bill's door saying, "Put me in. You're not winning. Put me in." And he he didn't for four or five weeks, and then he put me in a game. Uh, I think seven games from the end of the season against Norwich, and I went in and played well. We won the game, and I stayed into the end of the season. And Bill, because yeah. he is honest, right. he went, yeah. "I want you to sign another contract." Great. Brilliant. I find it fascinating you went to Tony Carr. How important a figure was he at the, at the club? Very Well, his record is second to none. Mm-hmm. His records, if you reel the names off that, that Tony... And, and he did, it wasn't the one they just brought... He, what he did, he, he formulated a scouting structure. Mm. Not just his coaching. Once he got them in to the club, or the scouts got them into the club, he then took it from there. Mm. But he set that up. And it, and it was a, f- a fantastically successful um, academy that we had when Tony was there. So yeah, Tony had a massive influence on on mm. decades at West Ham. Yeah. So yeah, well, yeah, wonderful coach. But he was the sort of man that that also would say things if he had to be said at senior level. I think he'd have been a great number two. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Really interesting. that you would go to him for advice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Normally, yeah, the person who's a kind of developer of youth talent. Yeah. That you're still asking for advice at player level. Yeah. Now, as as club captain, I mean, um, you've obviously had to headbutt a message across into some of the players that have played for the team. Uh, probably, who did you headbutt the most sense into during your uh, time <laughs> at the club? Well, look, the the one pe- I didn't have any trouble with players. As a, as a captain, I took over from Billy Bonds, and, and Bill did it different uh, to, to Bobby Moore before him, and I did it different to Bill. But I remember that young player coming into the the team, uh, who had a lot to say for himself, very cocky, you know, and a very good player as well. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had some trouble with him, and I remember going to see John Lyle about it and saying, you know, I've got a problem with this player. Uh, try to communicate with him; he's not going to give me any respect. Blah blah blah. And he, he said, look. You know, it's your job as as a captain to be able to get the best out of all of these players, and there will be some who are difficult. And you've got to find a solution to that. And he pointed to his head. The, the answer's always in here. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I took him at his word, and he was right. Because the moment I headbutted Paul Ince. Our relationship improved, and then you, your paths must captain. have crossed again over the years. Our, yeah. our, our, our relations no, when we, you see each other. We, we, we well, look. Uh, I'm not saying that it was okay straight away, but mm. um, I think two weeks after that, I was sitting in the bath at West Ham, and Insi come in, sat in the bath. He went, "Are we all right now?" I said, "Yeah, of course we are." Mm. And we've been good as gold in there. Uh, I've met Insi. I think Insi put it in his book. Mark Wood put it in his book. But um, now Insi was a fantastic player. Yeah, but oh, he was. He was yeah, a, yeah. And I think he would, even he will admit this. He was a pain at that age. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. what a goal up at Villa! Oh, yeah. remember yeah, that yeah. goal yeah. up at Villa? He could me. play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Inc. became yeah. a different type of player at Man United. But, uh, you know, he could have done anything really. He could yeah, have been attacking he, midfielder. When he played for, midfielder. for us, he wasn't that sort of tigerish defensive midfielder that no. he became for England, was yeah. he? He was more of a sort of a creative fella oh, yeah, he was, yeah. he was yeah, yeah. a wonderful player well, that, Great night, that night in the League Cup against Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool yeah. 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 remains one of my favourite yeah. I remember oh, that game I remember Bank. that game you know why I remember fantastic. that game because yeah. I, I won the man of the match and I remember we used to be like get the man of the match after the, uh, the, the game and it used to be like a little bit of crystal or something like that. and I went up and it was a really nice set of golf clubs Huh? <laughs> wow. I was, I was oh, like, oh, no, this is all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. That was almost like 
Devonshire swan song, wasn't it? He was he, he was fantastic that night. Yeah, uh, it really was brilliant. And a, and a platini like free kick from Tony yeah, Gale. Yeah, yeah. And one yeah, of my it, fav- it had it all that match. And one yeah. of my favourite no, ever own wrong, goals, yeah. the Steve Staunton own goal, yeah. was a delight. <laughs> yeah. And just an atmosphere it was incredible. It was really buzzing that night. I thought the place. Well, there's been the some atmospheres over, over the look. Where everyone talks about the atmosphere of that ground. I mean, I remember the, probably the the, the 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 loudest I've ever heard were we're, we're actually standing in the in the old tunnel, um, waiting to go out, and the band would be there. Um, waiting to go out that brass band uh, who used to think that they were the stars because like we used to be stuck <laughs> alongside the, the wall as uh, two groups of players and the band leader yeah. was giving it the big in like and anyway <laughs> I remember the band going out and they knew that we were in the tunnel the crowd I don't know what the attendance was it would have been 40 something but the noise in that stadium that night for the first 10 minutes a lot of communicating goes on in football and we could not hear a word what anyone was saying it was so loud wow. and it was a good Spurs team Archibald Hoddle uh, Garth Crooks yeah. it was a good, and we, we won the game 1-0 uh, I think was it the quarter final I think it was the quarter final of the League Cup uh, that we got to the final that year but that, that was as loud I think as I've ever heard mm. it yeah, it was mad. Those nights, those nights when they were still standing at Upton Park in the week, were it must have been incredible to play in. I mean, when you look at the club now, so much has changed. The owners have changed. The stadiums changed. Is there anything about the club that you grew up in that you still recognise in today's West Ham? The fans will always be the same. Yeah, because you, you are the grandson. Or great grandson, mm. or whatever it is, of of mm. people who probably supported West Ham mm. all the way yeah. through their life. So that that yeah. that is something that that will always be the same. Look, they can be volatile. They certainly let you know when you're playing well. They certainly let you know when they're not playing well. But like, there'll be a togetherness. Uh, last year, when Mark Hughes brought his team uh, to St- the Olympic Stadium, Stoke was it? When he was, or was and yeah. it, it was Stoke, wasn't it? Yeah. When when or he, when he t- had he already taken? Oh yeah. Southampton. Was it Southampton? Was it Southampton? Southampton game, right? He put in the papers um, the a day or two before that we're going to go there. We know it's a great time to play West Ham because of obviously what had been going on before. There'd been a lot of rioting and stuff, mm-hmm. and well, it was it was particularly low the morale. I think yeah. around the whole club. And I remember thinking to myself, and I don't often go on Twitter, but I went on Twitter and, and, I, and I, I tweeted something like, Mark Hughes thinks that he can use the West Ham fans against their own club mm. tomorrow. I think he's got it badly wrong. Yeah, yeah. And he did. he did get it badly wrong. Yeah, yeah. I knew the fans would come as long as the players turned up as well. Yeah, yeah. The first 10 minutes, the players have got to make sure that their fans know that they're up for this and the fans will be. Mm. And, 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 and that's exactly the way it was. Yeah, and that day. will never change. So that is the biggest part of the club that will never change. You, you handed it down. I think there's a lot of West Ham fans who haven't been to Champions League finals, haven't won this, haven't won that. But they've supported it because they've been born into West Ham. Yeah. And it's irreplaceable mm. that. Well, that's a pretty good message to wrap this up on, mm. I think. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. Thanks so much, Alvin. It's uh, fantastic to talk to you. Uh, we could have had uh, as much again, I think. Oh, but, easy, uh, yeah. That's all we've got time for this time. So uh, with me have been uh, Jim Grant. Cheerio. Sam Delaney. Ta-da. And Alvin Martin. Pleasure. Come on, you irons. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. 
Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.